previously on Plotty Town. Yeah, I've, I've, I got really mad at it. Yep. I uh, play. I still don't have that gun. <laughs> it's like little swastika batarangs. Because it, it looks cooler when you when you blow up blow up this Golden Gate Bridge than blowing guess. up the Hollywood sign. Yeah. Well, His brain is misfiring yeah, all, all day. day. <laughs> We're just not on the same page. <laughs> I just, yeah, I guess. everyone and welcome to plotty time the podcast where we three gamers discuss video game stories and detail on necessary appropriate backlash on one side of the table we have chump slap you son of a bitch we beat penicillin and on the other side of the table dr scientist he may be a liar a pig an idiot a communist but he is not a porn star <laughs> my name is papa scotch and as i always say listen bill Nobody killed anybody. Someone died. It happens all the time. Life goes on. It always does. Until it doesn't. But you know that, don't you? <laughs> Welcome to Plotty Time. So this week we have two little pieces, little little nooks. That uh, no, the nooks and the crannies are the things you fill. The diverticulitis in the crevice. Yes, we got we got a little bit of <laughs> little bit of things to flick into the crevice. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, flicking flicking things in the crevice. Yep. Yeah, I should write a fucking poetry book. I'll tell you what, my. <laughs> But uh, first thing, uh, last week we talked about, well, I talked about the movie I watched, Race with the Devil, and I mentioned the woman from MASH. That was Loretta Jane Swift, who played Hot Lips Houlihan in MASH, because apparently back then you could call a woman and nickname her Hot Lips, and that was fine. Yeah. So. The good old America. (laughs) uh, The other one was definitely 100% me screwing up. (laughs) Oh, I'm like the first one? Yeah. Uh, I was talking about the future classic PGA Golf 2K21, whatever. I forget what it's called. This is not starting oh off Oh, my God. He's going to have to crevice yeah, the crevice. I'm getting sick of hearing him talk. <laughs> I don't have to crevice the crevice. Once the crevice goes inside itself, then we need to <laughs> think about it. But I mentioned TPC as in the Tournament Players Club. It's actually – no, the Tournament Players Club. Championship. It's actually the Tournament Players Club. It is a chain of public and private golf courses operated by the PGA Tour. Mm. So we'll go ahead and file that under who gives uh, a shit. <laughs> I want my apology. Well, Which part? Because when I asked you what TPC meant, you were all cocky about it and told me the wrong thing. Yeah, that's why I'm doing this whole thing in the crevice. You'll never get an apology. I could have just not done this. And then he I'll apologize wrong. to our for misinforming our listeners. But you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's get into the segment we do every week. What did we watch? What did we play? And we'll start where we always start with the self-proclaimed star of the show, Dr. Simon. <laughs> it's fan-proclaimed star of the show. <laughs> Fair. I don't have any data to dispute that. <laughs> so uh, I finished Into the Dark on Hulu right before the next season going to come out. The, is that the one? The horror anthology, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. It, they're okay. I mean, it kills time. I watched a lot of Star Trek Voyager. I finished like a season and a half this week. Because it's so damn How good. How many seasons are there? There's like seven or eight, and there's like 25 episodes a season. Damn. Oh, wow. Yeah, back when they used to make epi- long seasons. We're all used yeah, to the six and like seven. remember when like 22 was <laughs> <Yeah>. the norm? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Different time. 
And I only turned my PlayStation on and played Murdered for about an hour. Still pretty good. But a little bit of time in, but yeah. nothing crazy. I checked out the July sale and none of it appealed to me. Or I already owned it. Mm. I find that that's happening to me too. There'll be this, you know, news story or whatever saying, PlayStation, huge sale. Then I'll go in. I'm like, I bought everything already. Yeah. It's the same stuff that was on sale two weeks ago as the beginning of summer sale. Yeah. If it's on sale at that price for more than like six months, then can we just call it that price? Like, do we have to keep doing this? <laughs> no, it's still a sale. Yeah. You're right. Chump slap. Good argument. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Pretty uneventful week. Worked a lot. Tried to sleep even more. Sleeping's fun. Yeah. I don't get enough of it. Sleeping is I'm fucking dope. good at it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what did you do, Papa Scotch? Something more exciting than me? Nope. Uh, barely. <laughs> barely. I watched a couple movies this week. Oh. Uh, two, two, uh, two new ones that just came out. I watched The Old Guard on Netflix, which <laughs> I think that was the one with uh, Charlize Theron, and she plays like an immortal person. They can't die, and they're like super assassins. It's based off a comic book. <laughs> Based off real life, yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's happened in Europe. Like, <laughs> is it like Jumper? We didn't hear about it. No, it's it's basically there's a group of four of them, and they're immortal. But one day their timer basically just runs out. It's not like they have a timer, but one day they just get shot or stabbed or whatever, and it doesn't heal up right away. So that's like the end of their time. Oh. But uh, Charlie Theron's character has been around for like eight hundred years. And one guy's from, like, 1812, and one guy's from, like, the 1750s. So they're like vampires. Kind of. They just, they're people, but they get shot, and then they, or stabbed or whatever, and they heal up right away. So they aren't people. Vampires are people, too. Yeah. As much as these people are. Yeah. But the moral of the, the moral of the story, what? No. The, the synopsis here is, uh, it was good. There were some good action sequences, and it was kind of neat. But it was like two hours and ten minutes, and it would have been like an awesome hour and a half. You know what I mean? There's just too much. Isn't Charlie Theron like fifty now? Yeah, but she still looks good. Well, I mean, fifty-year-old assassin, but I guess they still age a little bit. Well, it it I guess it depends when you turned. Like at some point, yeah, you, you can't turn into a vampire, right? <laughs> I don't know how it works because at because these people don't know. They're immortal until they die, obviously, and then they just come back to life immediately, and then they're like, oh, shit, I don't think I can die. You know what I mean? Like, it's... So she might have been, like, 30 when it happened, but I don't know. It was fine. It was fine. All right. Fair enough. Uh, I also watched Palm Springs. Have you guys heard about this one? I heard about it, but... Is that a new Netflix? It's an, It's on Hulu. Hulu. It, it's uh, with... Oh, God. Jake Peralta. Adam Sandberg, Andy Sandberg. Yeah. There it is. I got there. He, got he is stuck in a time loop at a wedding. So it's kind of like the Groundhog Day style. Oh, and is his, is his like fiance stuck in it too? He's just at the wedding. Oh, oh, okay. I've seen the preview for it, but. Yeah. He's trying to hook up with the bride of honor. Maid the bride of honor. Of honor. Maid yeah. of honor. You know what I mean. There you go. Yeah. I mean, it was, if you're in the mood for a comedy and you like those time loop ones, it's fine. I didn't think it was anything amazing. Compared to 50 First Dates. Oh, way better than 50 First Dates. you kidding me? Yeah, I, I assume so. But uh, Other than that, I played a little bit of The Division 2. <laughs> oh, sucked right back season, in. Season contents out there. And now, every week, you have a project that you can solve and then immediately get a 
exotic piece of thing or armor or gun or whatever. Suspenders. Sweet. Socks expenders. Oh, yeah. Those little things that clip to your socks. (laughs) Sock garters? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. 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 (laughs) I don't know if they make tactical sock garters, but maybe I'll get one. I don't know. But uh, I also played Orc Slayer. That doesn't sound like a Papa Scotch game at all. Is it first Ooh, person shooter? You know why? Because this ties into the new thing we're doing in the Minnesotas, where I, I you remember the days when I used to play games just to get the platinum, no matter uh, how terrible they were. Those mm-hmm. went away. They're I back. thought it'd be fun to uh, bring that back and then talk about it and talk shit on the games that I played. And Orc Slayer got lit up <laughs> on, on the Minnesota we just released. You should, it was really bad. You should go back and do ones you've already beaten. I might if I run out of shit to talk about on the Minnesotas. Fair. Uh, Orc Slayer was one of the worst games I've ever played in my life. (laughs) And that's not hyperbole. Like, the game didn't work. You'd have a crossbow, and you'd have, like, an orc. The whole point is there are beacons, and orcs spawn, and you have to kill all the orcs. Hence, Orc Slayer. Is it it VR? No, it is PlayStation 2-style graphics on PlayStation 4, and I don't think that was on purpose. (laughs) And then... then, uh, the orcs just keep spawning. You keep killing them with the one weapon, which is the crossbow. And, like, you'll have them lined up right down the reticule, and it'll just miss. It fucking misses all the time. Oh, those old Vats 99% shots. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bad. It's real bad. Huh. And they use, like, the same sound effects throughout every... Every time an orc dies, it's the same sound effect. So you just... You slowly work yourself insane listening to the same shit. I lit it up in the Minnesota. I don't want to yeah. keep going. But that's the new that's the new bit we're doing in the Minnesotas. Check it out. Every week there'll be a new shitty game that I platinum and feel bad about. So I can't believe you're dedicating the time. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Speaking of dedicating time to things that are worthless, let's see what Chump Slap is up to this week. What have you been playing, watching, dude? What's going on with you? Well, you know me. <laughs> Not playing anything, watching <laughs> shitty movies. <laughs> Yeah, I love, you know me. Let's just skip over. <laughs> Played some Minecraft. Yep. Got, oh. got a nice brewing station going. Are you in the nether? Yeah. I just found some nether warp, brewed some potions, ready to kick some ass. So I'm, I have a question regarding Minecraft. I've never played the game, and all I know about it is that people build things, and they're on the internet. Yeah. So what do you... I don't understand what like the day to day is. Oh, you got the whole day to day. You understand the whole game already. Oh, okay. Uh, that was easy. Well, you gotta. Well, I've never played it either, actually. But you gotta fucking mine for shit and then craft things. It's just farming <laughs> and crafting in a different way. Yeah, and that that was very detailed. Thank you. Guys. <laughs> so you much. need to farm shit to get food to eat so you don't fucking die, and you gotta mine for like find diamonds to create portal to another world and that world helps you find the third and final world where you've beat the boss I don't know it's it's too much to explain here yeah. I'll have to do a Minnesota about it <laughs> <laughs> there you go perfect we'd love to have you so alright what else did you do besides Minecraft though uh, that's all I played really watched a couple movies I'm assuming you played Minecraft as you watched these movies. No, I have to play it in in this room uh, because this is the only computer that I have that runs it. But I watched this movie called Funhouse where it's like... I, I know what it is all about already. Do you? No. A Funhouse, I assume. No, no, it's not. 
It's about well, that's a twist. <laughs> <laughs> Shyamalan-esque. It's about like this millionaire who hires all these internet celebrities and puts them in a house with like Big Brother, but they can't leave. And then they get voted on and whoever gets voted off gets murdered live on the internet. That sounds like a Black Mirror episode. Well, you could say that about almost anything. Any sci-fi-ish type of thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dystopian, I guess. You guess you're right. Yeah. yeah, anything that's dystopian and mildly creepy, like this could have been Black Mirror. Yeah. I mean, it's okay, but I don't know. Don't waste your time, really. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it a new one? It's pretty new. It's got to be teens, maybe even this year. Anybody in it? Uh, no names. There's an 80s movie called The Fun House. That's probably what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. no, this one has like a guy with a panda head. Well, yeah, that's 2019. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that's so long ago. So you are strongly recommending? Is that what you're saying? I mean, if you got nothing else to do and you're not expecting anything from your TV, you could put it on and like cruise the internet. You know, one of those movies. <laughs> right. And then at the end of it, like, I don't know anything that happened. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, that's a stupid twist ending. <laughs> that's what I said, at least. Uh, I watched Anaconda. Fucking what with Ice Cube? Yeah, Ice Cube and John Voight and Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, and never heard. Don't of forget it. Owen Wilson. I forgot. Yeah, Wilson. <laughs> exactly. And star-studded cast. Yeah, except Owen Wilson. And who's that other guy? Uh, in that movie? Well, there's one more major actor. I thought you got them all. Nope. Uh, I'm looking it up. It is, obviously, we always knew the whole time it was Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz, yep. That's the guy. No, you're right. And Danny Trejo's in it, too? Yeah. Man. Only for a little bit, I think. Yeah, it doesn't die right in the beginning. Yeah. There's a lot. Like, I put it on. I was I like, I don't even oh, know yeah. how I knew that. I totally forgot all these awesome people were in it. In this really bad movie about a big snake. Whoa. You take that back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a classic, dude. Well, he's, I think... Uh, Dr. Scientist is trying to be like the Stephen A. Smith of the group. Just create Don't that you friction. dare call me that. Talk <laughs> shit. Start fights. That's fair. I mean, there's lots of times I agree with either one of you guys. I mean, Once in a while. Once in a while. You'll agree with this. I watched Men at Work. Oh, that's a fantastic <laughs> film. Yeah, no notes. No argument here. That's great. <laughs> Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen. Oh, you know it. And isn't their dad in it too? Isn't Martin Sheen in it? Uh, I don't think so, no. Oh. But it's written and directed by Emilio Estevez. What? That's how you know it's good. You're fucking hey, <laughs> man. Name a bad movie he's directed, Papa Scotch. <laughs> that Emilio Estevez directed? Yeah. <laughs> uh, did, uh, did he do Trolls too? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he said bad movie. <laughs> uh, you're right. I don't know any other ones he directed. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, I don't think he ever directed anything else. I don't think so After either. the blockbuster that was Men at Work. He has exactly 13 director credits. Ooh, a lot of them wow. are TV series. Oh, special guest director. Yeah, he did uh, Rated X. Do you remember that movie? Have we talked about Rated X? Doesn't sound familiar to me. It's uh, the biopic of the Mator- no, Oh, boy, I can't even read shit. The biopic <laughs> of the Notorious Mitchell Brothers who opened up a successful... San Francisco Strip Club, and thriving porn business that led to a downward spiral of power and greed. 
No. And the brothers are pay, are played by Sheen and Estevez. So it's... It sounds like a life I want. <laughs> I know, right? It sounds like a great movie. I'm yeah. going to have to check that Let out. Let me write that one down. What was that again? Rated X. Men Rated at Work X. 2. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Should be so lucky. Yeah. Well, on anyway... I also watched this movie called Scare Package. <laughs> <laughs> it's good enough there. It's like uh, this guy owns a horror video rental store, and he hires this new guy to come in, and he's talking, telling him about all the shit they do there. But it's just really uh, like, what are they called? Like vignettes, where it's just little movies inside the movie. Sure. Like a bunch of those that are just really cheesy and stupid. It sounds right up your alley. Yeah. I know. I liked it. <laughs> not, <laughs> not saying it was bad. So, yeah, I'd check out Scare Package. I think it was like a Shutter original. So Great might... name. Great name. I'm already on board. Yeah. Is it on Hulu or Netflix? Uh, It's on Plex. No. So, yeah, Scare Package. Watch it. It's a good one. But it's not. It wasn't the slapper of the week. Can we, can, we, can we guess names of what your slapper of the week was? No, you never got it. I know. I was trying to come up with something ridiculous, but. Ding. Deep Dark. <laughs> <laughs> what was that snort for? <laughs> I'm ex- I was expecting something sillier like Spaghetti Man or Noodle, Mo- Noodle Hand Guy or whatever the other one was. Deep Dark is so uh, generic was, a name. Yeah, it was just so generic. Yeah. I was like, of course. Yeah, it's about a like artist who's down on his luck. Oh, sucks. I would guess mole men. No, that was last week. Oh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but he moves into this house, and there's like a hole in the wall that talks to him, <laughs> and it helps him make his art. And then whatever it does, everyone loves the art. Like it's just it's crazy. like his muse. Say what? His yeah, muse. no. Not really, because it's creating stuff for him to. He makes mobiles. Oh, <laughs> like you hang up a baby care. Yes. <laughs> okay. Those type of mobiles. Okay. And it just like spits out these weird fucking things that he puts on them, and people fall for him. They're like, "Oh my god, this is so great! I'll give you fifty thousand dollars." So it's like the beginning of Seventh Guest. Sure. Ooh, yeah. The, there yeah. You go. Good call. But back. then, then the whole starts getting jealous of him because he's out late. With ladies and stuff. It's fucking weird. <laughs> but you recommend it. <laughs> hey, I don't say I recommend the slappers of the week. <laughs> Fair point. It's the strangest movie I've watched this week. A hole gets jealous of an artist that he lives with. Yep. There well, you go. The tagline is, an aspiring sculptor falls in love with a talking hole in the wall when it starts to produce award-winning art. Coming in at a slim one hour, 19 minutes. <laughs> perfect perfect slap time. Yeah, exactly. That slap time is between 80 and 90 minutes, for sure. So he falls in love with the hole. Is there some unnecessary sex scenes in it? <laughs> there is a sex scene with oh, the hole. God yeah, I kind it. of assumed it. Well, that's kind of what made it the slappiest. You guys want to watch it after this? Like, immediately? <laughs> as sure. long as you fuck something inanimate, it's a slapper. But up, up. Probably. Anyway... <laughs> Let's get on to, I don't know, news or something. Oh, sweet. I've got news. You guys want to hear some news? For sure. So the first piece of news, which isn't looking great for anybody, is that uh, Listing came out 
for the new 2K, the NBA 2K game that is supposedly going to be on PS5. And it came out at $70 right out the gate. So now there's a trend. They're starting to look at it, and analysts are starting to say, hey, PS5 generation type games might be $70 base now. That doesn't surprise me. They've I mean, been they've $60 been $60 for a year. Yeah. yeah. How long now? 15 years? Yeah. That's what they said. Like, it's been, we're like way overdue for a price increase because they were 60 bucks since like what? Oh, six. Nintendo. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Wonder if it's cheaper if you get the digital one. Now that now would be the time to do that. Yeah, yeah. Like fifty for the digital day one and seventy for in person or something, or, the or even sixty or seventy. Like yeah. yeah. Well, then they'd have to start putting books back in, because who just wants the disc? That's fair. oh yeah, I you'd think... have to try and add some stuff to the thing. Yeah, like stickers or something. Something. <laughs> yeah, literally bumper anything. sticker. <laughs> bumper sticker. Some of those old uh, like uh, iron on things for your backpacks. Oh man, that'd be so cool. That would be cool. <laughs> I don't know if they're worth ten bucks, but. Yeah. So are you guys, I mean, it just seems like that's what we're going to be dealing with. I mean, they got to make money too, I guess. Well, yeah, if they get rid of fucking microtransactions in every fucking game. That'd well, be NBA 2K's got to have microtransactions in it. I don't oh, know. yeah, for sure. Do they have like packs of cards? Like I'm assuming they do, FIFA like every shit. other game. Yeah. It is EA, right? No, NBA 2K is uh, Mariner or something like that? I forget who. Oh, maybe well, they won't. Not maybe. EA, though. It's a different company. But I would assume they do. Yeah. <laughs> They have to squeeze the money out somehow. Yeah, but uh, also another big piece of news that came out: Far Cry Six was announced. Yeah, I seen that. Somebody leaked the video of it. Yeah, it's going to be uh, the main enemy is Anton Castillo, who's going to be played by Breaking Bad's Giancarlo Esposito, who was the uh, Gus Fring. Ah, oh, that's fair. I mean, he made a good bad guy. He was so, a great bad guy. None of the Far Cries have anything to do with the other Far Cries, right? They were in the same area. Well, no. Primal and regular. Far Cry 3 is the only one I played, and that's definitely not like Far Cry 5. I think 1 or one and 2 took place in the same island, but then after that, it was just fictional places. Different fictional places doing the exact same shit. Yeah. That's what people have been saying. Like, well, that's cool that Far Cry 6, you know, is announced. That sounds cool. But is it going to be the same fucking game that New Dawn was, and that 5 was, and that 4 was, and that 3 was? Yeah, nobody <laughs> nobody said that about Grand Theft Auto, though, you know. Well, because Grand Theft Auto is only one thing. Well, so is Far Cry, then, really. I mean, it can't be a Far Cry yeah, game. Yeah, but there's, not the there's at least a semblance of a story in Far Cry. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Grand Theft Auto it. isn't, like, as in-depth as Need for Speed Underground or something. Well, there's stories in fucking Grand Theft Auto. There's is all there? kinds yeah, of stories. There's a real story mode. And all kinds of side stories and other crazy shit going on. Ooh, let me let me finish these side missions. <laughs> My favorite is the one where you uh, join the game's version of the Scientologist and then murder everybody. Yeah. Is that really a Grand Theft Auto? I mean, a Gran Turismo? <laughs> Gran Turismo. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you're getting confused, man. <laughs> uh, other piece of news. Uh, the developers of the game Superhot are releasing a standalone game called Superhot Mind control delete, and it's going to be free for paying non VR users. I don't think I'm so. How's it free for paying players? If you sorry, if you bought the original Super Hot, then the game is going to be free. If you have the VR, if you do not have VR, because there's a standalone non VR version of the game, and then there's the VR version. Okay, I don't think I'd want to play a non VR version. Yeah, the VR version is pretty fucking sweet. It's tough. 
a non-VR version just seems like it would be Braid, sort of. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, but I mean, they're giving it away for free if you paid for it, so that's pretty cool. And then the and now it's time for our favorite segment, which is made up bullshit that might happen. Speculation, <laughs> blind <laughs> speculation. Uh, a veteran leaker with several correct predictions under their belt is saying that the new Silent Hill game will be for PlayStation Five, and it'll be revealed in August or early September. <laughs> That's it. That's is that really a leak? <laughs> yeah, that's not a leak at all. Well, there's n- there's been no news whatsoever about a new Silent Hill game. Nothing official. So they're saying a new game will be released for that generation and sometime soonish. All right, fair enough. Your oh. wild speculations are getting less and less wildly speculative. I want people when they talk about Trump's lab to be. The veteran leaker. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he has like four or five correct predictions under his belt. He's like Nostradamus of fucking yeah. video games. He has a thousand leaks a week, but he's got six right. <laughs> Start doing them in like cryptic rhymes like Nostradamus. There we go. Like, a gun shall be had. <laughs> and mod it you will. Legendary shall it be. Yeah, and then, then they look back and like, oh, he was talking about Tom Clancy's season two in that one. <laughs> Destiny 3. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Mother bullshit. So that's uh, that's all the news I got. That's it. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, that's all right. It's enough for my, to wet my whistle. All right. Well, then how about we get into this game? How does that sound? Ooh, let's. Yeah, let's do that. So this week we are talking about the PlayStation 1 fondly remembered by everybody in the world classic. <laughs> Vagrant Story. Uh, never heard of it. Me neither. It was released February 10th in Japan and May 15th in the United States in the year of our Lord 2000, which I believe was about 18 months before. You know what? 9-11. That's it. Mm. We haven't been saying that in a while. I know. Yeah, like 50 episodes. Rest in peace, Twin Towers. Yep. It has. It was uh, made for PlayStation 1, proprietary, developed by Square, and published by Square EA. Uh, is an action-adventure JRPG written by Yasumi Matsuno and Jun Akiyama. You're getting good at this. I just say it real fast, and then it sounds <laughs> confident. We don't even know if he's even got the right names for yeah. people. Yeah, whatever. Well, I know they're definitely the writers. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it anywhere near close. But uh, Jun Akiyama also was the mind behind Final Fantasy XII and Final Fantasy Tactics. So he's been in the Final Fantasy world for a while. And he's the creative director on those, I believe. Okay. So, uh, Dr. Scientist, this is your pick, buddy. How about you give us a little lead-in to the story and tell uh, us what's going to happen? Uh, are you both serious that you never heard of it? Yes. So I guess you didn't play it. <laughs> no, I didn't play it. I remember hearing the name here and there, but I've never, like, looking at the gameplay, I've never seen anything. No, I've seen, like, the cover before. Like, <laughs> but, like, it's nothing. I haven't heard anybody... I don't know anybody who's played it. I mean, I've I played it plenty of times. I don't know anybody who's played it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not friends with anybody who's played it. <laughs> so there's that. Oh, Christ. So what's the deal? What are we, what are we talking about here, Dr. Scientist? Well, it's, uh, like you said, an action uh, adventure JRPG. The combat is done like VAT style, sort of. I don't know if you watched any of the combat. Mm, no, I wanted to, though. It, <laughs> it, looked, it looked exactly... Not exactly, but the combat was the same as Parasite Eve. Yeah, it was 
made in that time after like Resident Evil and Final Fantasy VII, where they just started like green lighting every RPG and like, all right, we got all this money from those. Let's yeah, just yeah. make whatever we can. This was PS One. Yeah. yeah, it looked pretty good for PS One. I was really gonna good say that. it looks amazing for PlayStation One. Good for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, it, the game opens up at like a very shady political meeting. It seems like a backdoor senator thing, whatever. And uh, it's these guys talking about a group called Mullenkamp, mm-hmm. led by a man named Sidney Lestrat or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he has broken into the Duke's place and taken the Duke and everyone there hostage. And he's got crazy demands like releasing Mullenkamp, the people that they have arrested, and the abdication of the cardinal who's leading the government sort of of this nation of Valendia. Oh, but he didn't take the Duke, did he? The, they think they know, think he did here, but oh, okay. he didn't find out later. Oh, my bad. But uh, <laughs> if, if I read this correctly, basically read this correctly, if I saw the thing, if I put shit together right, there read was this a... <laughs> <laughs> so this was like kind of back in the day, sort of where the church was just as powerful as like the government, and they're they're kind of like going at each other a little bit. Yeah, I think it's set in a place like that because one of the guys goes off on a, a big anti-religious rant in the beginning. Yeah, okay, that's true. Because like they're in a civil war, sort of. I think between, between there's the like there's tension the there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And. uh so they tell a guy standing in the background whose name is Ashley Riot, who is the main protagonist of the story. Great name, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is in Japanese. But uh, they tell him to go and, I guess, save the Duke and find out what's going on there. Stop Camp. And uh, there's someone there he'll meet, Kahlo Morelos. She'll fill you in when you get there. All right. So it cuts to the Duke's manor. And... This woman, Calo Moros, is standing outside and Ashley walks up and they discuss what's happening. And she says, the Duke isn't captive, but the Cardinal's forces have attacked. Because, well, Mullenkamp's there, so the Cardinal sent his guys in to try and fight Mullenkamp and stuff. And that she was waiting for the reinforcements and Ashley's like, I am the reinforcements. Boom. And he kind of just walks in the building as it's burning. He is yeah. all business. She's like, time. you can't go in alone. Yeah. And this is where the tutorial starts in the game, uh, if I remember correctly. Now, did they did they know at this point before they even went in that the Duke wasn't there? Uh, yeah, she told him when he when he got there that the Duke wasn't in there, but just the rest of his family was. Yeah, Merlos had the info. Yeah, who is another? You're a, you're called a risk breaker, which I guess is just like a Navy SEAL. Mm-hmm. And she's that's also what I got like a special forces type. Yeah, yeah, kind of like spec ops. Yeah, but which side are you on? Are you on the government side? Yeah. Okay. The Valendia Knights Republic or whatever. Oh, that's right. Yes. So you go into the, you break into the manor because you're trying to save the people in there. And you see the Crimson, Crimson Blades are attacking. The Crimson Blades are the force for the Cardinal. I guess because the Cardinal has his own army, sort of. Mm-hmm. And uh, you hear them talking that they can't find Sydney, so they keep searching. And then the the man who's leading the Crimson Blades attacks who they don't tell you here, but you find out later his name is Gildenstern. Yeah. Yeah, I got, <laughs> I got very confused with him and Grissom. Oh, I always got confused between him and Rosencrantz, but... Well, Rosencrantz had that fucking stupid cross on his chest. He was easy to point out, but, like, I, 
I don't know why. They just look like the same people. I was like, who's talking now? Well, I got mixed up because Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are from Macbeth or Hamlet. Or yeah. yeah. King Lear, I think. Sounds right. No, they were Hamlet. It was Hamlet. Yeah, Hamlet, yeah. And uh, he orders that all the hostages have to get killed. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So Ashley Riot goes in and he eventually runs into Sidney and his friend Hardin, who is kind of his second in command, looking for something. And Sidney had, what are mech arms? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're kind of like, I don't even know what to call them. I, I think of like, uh, what's that game you just played that you didn't like and you played it all over again? And... The Last of Us 2? No. With the arm that grabbed things and you could pull to. Dark Souls-ish. All right. Sekiro? Yes, that's yeah, it. There you yeah, go. <laughs> we're awesome. Thank you. <laughs> but Ashley Riot's there. And well, actually, Harden leaves with the Duke's kid, who is someone they just came to kidnap. Yes, and they were looking for something. They just hear yeah. over here. I'm saying, can't find it anywhere. They're looking for a key, I believe. Yeah. But Ashley Riot walks in. And he's like, "Stop, or I'll shoot." And then Sydney doesn't stop, so he shoots. Boom! Right in the chesticle. Yeah. Ooh. And he kind of Harden. Oh, this then Harden walks in with the kid, and he's like, "Oh, what are you doing?" And Ashley Wright turns around, and then as he's turned around, Sydney gets up and just knocks him out. He can't shoot me. <laughs> yeah, I can't die from a crossbow bolt to the chest. <laughs> Before we uh, really get into the story here, what is the deal with the fashion in this world? Because I'm pretty sure Ashley Wright's wearing assless chaps the entire time. Oh, yeah, he is. Definitely. Oh, was he? Yeah. How did I miss that? I don't know. <laughs> That's a, that is a slappy detail. I would yeah. Dude, in Sydney's pants. Culture. Like, start right above his dick. Oh, yeah. I, well, I noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> and but, R- Rosencrantz is in, like, a kind of leathery yeah, sex outfit. They're all kind of in... Except the women. The women are dressed kind of conservatively. Well, except for the one who's, like, in a short schoolgirl outfit. I mean, comparatively. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I mean, sure. Ashley's running around the whole game in assless chaps. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't notice. Oh, my God. <laughs> so ashamed of myself. <laughs> oh, boy. But as Ashley's on the ground, Sydney tells Hardin to go to Leomond and he'll meet him there. And then Sydney invokes his magic and calls a giant wyvern to attack. And this is the first tutorial boss fight. I have a question here. Yes. Difference between wyvern and dragon? So is it the front arms? In this game, yes. Okay. Because I was like, hey, that's a dragon. Hey, <laughs> well, it's not. I always assumed they were similar. I mean, in D&D, they're different yeah. and in everything else. But they're essentially big reptilian winged monsters. All right. And as you're fighting this wyvern, Sydney escapes. Mm-hmm. Then it cuts to a scene of the Duke and his other residents. Fucking spoiled brat. And he's told that the, the Crimson Blades attacked and it wasn't the King's Men, but the Cardinals and stuff. And he's like, well, tell them to burn the manor. <laughs> burn it down. Well, what about the hostages? You have to burn it. We can't leave any witnesses. Sydney used his wyvern. And, <laughs> can't have anybody yeah, knowing about this wyvern. <laughs> kill them all. Kill them all. Yeah, that was very confusing. It's yeah. like, well, there is an existence of magic, so we must murder everyone, including it's my all, son. Fuck him. It all comes to fruition later. Ooh, foreshadow. Yeah, but he tells him to burn it, and uh, 
that he'll deal with the Crimson Blades and the government in Leomond. Mm. And then it gives you a little brief history of what Leomond was. It's an ancient city in this Valendian nation. It's about 2,000 years old. And 25 years ago, there was a huge earthquake that destroyed it. And everybody's moved out. Yeah, but it didn't destroy the underground labyrinth that leads to it. Nope. Oh, it must have been magic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> so, since Ashley knows that's where he's going, he's going to go to Leomond and try and figure out what the Crimson Blades and Sydney and the Mule and Camp are doing. Oh. So he heads there. And he meets Callow there. Oh, yeah. So she's coming with, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, of course. <laughs> and she's like, this is the only way in because it's on like an island sort of by itself. So yeah. the only way in is through these underground tunnels. And this is where the actual game starts. When you walk down the gate, the thing into the tunnels and the door locks behind Here's you. Here's my question. Uh, obviously, they set up Callow as someone who's going to be like your number two and be there the whole game. But she just pretty much disappears after this, doesn't she? Yeah, she's you're like, the end. Yeah, you don't you can't come with me. You don't have any battle experience. Yeah. But okay, so Liam Liamon that there was an earthquake 25 years ago they said. Yeah. And it killed a lot of people and it was just supposedly abandoned. Is that what we're Yes. Okay. But and people thought it was too dangerous to stay there. Oh, really? Yeah. But did people know about the dead walking around? Some of them did. Some of them didn't. There were just rumors, like, yeah. if you want to go see it. I assume the higher-ups knew about it. Yeah, obviously. Interesting. Well, actually, before you enter the sewers, Callow tells you that Sydney and the Camp Court are in cahoots with the Duke, and she doesn't know what their plan is, but it's something. And that Sydney's some sort of powerful prophet for this whatever. And then Ashley Riot enters the cellars to head towards Leomond telling Callow to stay there. He's like, you can't come with me. You're a noob. <laughs> so he locks the door, and then after Ashley leaves, Callow turns around, and Sydney's there. Oh, Sydney what? was right behind <laughs> So does he, like, take her or abduct her? What? Yeah, yeah, right here, I assume. is when he Takes goes. her prisoner for the rest of the game, pretty much. And I know we'll get yeah. into it, but I don't remember her coming back. Does she come back at all? She, you see her... She's in the story a lot. Yeah, she's in the story quite a few times. Okay, because I got really confused. All the females in this story, there's, I got very there's confused. There's two. <laughs> but I, I kept thinking that Callow was like Sydney's girlfriend. No, she was this Callow from the beginning. Oh, she's man. She's prisoner I mean, of Hardin and Sydney. Yeah, and he keeps calling her Merlot's. I believe her hands are tied the entire time. Yeah, behind her back. No, that's silly. No. Mm. I would have definitely seen that. <laughs> yeah. And I would have seen assless chaps. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Fair point. Can't argue with that. So Fuck. your game starts as you travel through the cellars. There's also, well, this is a sidetrack about the game. There's also like a cool little uh, uh, crafting mechanic for weapons. Like you can. Oh, so it's like Minecraft. Sort of. Oh, yes. shit. You can like combine silver and gold weapons and get stronger weapons and. Put different things, and they each have affinities, like dealing damage to certain creatures or elementals. Interesting. But it's very in-depth. It's very good. Mm. So as you're traveling through the cellars, you see various crimson blades searching around. And uh, Gildan, you come across a scene where Gildenstern tells all the crimson blades to just kill everybody they find. Who isn't a crimson blade, I guess. Is this when you see the guys talking about the grimoires? It's like, oh, that's... Yeah. That floating stone is from a grimoire. Yeah. 
because some of them know about magic and those stones are That's magical. blasphemous. Yeah. It may be blasphemous, but I know what I see. <laughs> and at one of these little side things, Ashley like passes out and has a vision of just a couple people at a picnic in a tree. And that kind of ends right there for now. Yeah. You make your way through the cellars, you fight a minotaur. Classic. Yep. First boss. Dude, I saw the minotaur come out. And when I was watching the, uh, the cutscene movie and writing down my notes... It took me like two days to remember what the hell they were called. Like it, my mind is blank <laughs> on the word Minotaur. I'm like, I know I saw that. I've seen it before. It's a goat leg man. Wait, no, that's not what they call him. It's a bull headed person. It's a bull mouth. No, no. I just it took like two days where I was like, shit, it's a Minotaur, isn't it? And then you were shitting one day and you're like Minotaur. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was like the shower thought when your mind is just completely blank, yeah. you know, and it just popped in there. <laughs> oh, but that was embarrassing. That took way too long. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Of course. So and then after you beat the Minotaur, Sydney shows up and starts taunting Ashley. Like, you have no soul. Ha ha. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, your soul is shit. Yeah. <laughs> My soul's so much better. Yeah. Your wife and son are garbage. You yeah. killed him. So then he has kind of, well, he kind of has a vision of someone killing his, him, his wife and his child at this picnic that he saw before. Isn't this when he's like. Even if you didn't kill, you let him die. You weren't there to see Yeah, he him. says stuff like yeah. that to him, trying to egg him on. I have a lot of questions about this, but we can save that for the end. <laughs> All right. And then he kind of disappears. and he Well, he says something. The city will release your power. You aren't strong enough now. Come get me and you'll see. And then he kind of just disappears. It's like standard bad guy antagonizing shit. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, they also introduce the undead here because that happens a lot in the yeah. game. So we fight a dead knight. Yeah, and you find out that undead kind of go through this town and come over. I like this one where they cut to like a scene of just Sid drawing glyphs on the floor. And he's talking to Hardin and he, says, he tells Hardin that Ashley is special. And that, it, that all of his plans are have to do with Ashley and he needs Ashley alive. And then Hardin's complaining that the blades will soon take them over and kill us but Sid's like nah don't worry about it and then he Calm just kind of down hard yeah you're, really you're already freaking out we just, I summoned a wyvern and you're <laughs> expecting me to do what we didn't even get into the town <laughs> yet psycho he, sum, he summoned the wyvern and like everybody was completely not impressed at about this at all <laughs> yeah. yeah like dragons are supposed to be like a myth or the old time bullshit or they don't actually exist he made it happen everyone's like oh yep killed a dragon today all the, these guys with deal. swords are gonna come kill us yeah, yeah. Remember I got shot in the chest with a crossbow bolt? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and I was like mildly inconvenienced. He's like, that was you, but I'm going to get shot. Then you also see, like, Callow has a vision here because she is with them this whole time, even though Papa Scotch didn't see it. No, of, like, I, I don't know why. I just thought those were two different people. <laughs> of like a, a child and kind of just out of the corner of her eye and disappears. Yeah, she keeps seeing this, like, it looks like a ghost kid. Yeah. And weird things are being said in her head, like he intends to die and blah, blah, blah. That's her power unlocking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then you fight a couple more bosses. And, well, this is actually right. He fights a couple more bosses. And he comes out of the cellars. And he's in Leomond proper, like the city now. Boom, right next to a clock tower. Yeah. Sweet. And uh, he sees the the Crimson Blades searching for him and Mullenkamp. All of Sydney's kind of thing. And then... Someone here explains that when you die in Leomond, you don't actually die. It's an incomplete death. 
So that explains the undead people you fight throughout the game. Yeah, because their souls don't die. Yeah, this was like classic JRPG, let's explain it nine fucking times <laughs> in a row. And then reword our explanation and then explain the same thing again. It's like, dude, I got it. Like, I, they're zombies. It's good. I'm good. Do they ever give this guy a name? Like, is this blonde bowl cut, dude? Yeah, I think they're just generic soldier He's one. Just, yeah, commander or something. But they they also say something about that the cardinal wants immortality and he's trying to get there before Sid does. Yeah. All right. Explaining why the Cardinal cares about this. Why all these people are going after Sid. Yeah. So you fight off a bunch of the Crimson Blades and then you end up going underground again, beating a couple of bosses. Uh-huh. Here we okay. see Harden fucking crying to Sydney again. <laughs> well this is where Ashley one of Ashley's powers manifests and he can see through Merlos's eyes. Oh yeah, that's right. Is this his clairvoyance, as they call yes, it? Yes, they call gotcha. it clairvoyance. What I, I don't understand why he can all of a sudden do that. Is it did Lehman bring it out of him or Yeah, they explained I don't know if they explained it before or after, but people who have powers, their powers become stronger in Lehmond. Oh, okay. Something gotcha. about the darkness swelling there. Yeah. So he sees through and it's just Harden and what's his name? Sydney. Sydney. Talking about this being a losing battle. Well, Harden's talking about being a losing battle and that the Cardinal has attacked and Sydney's like, well, he just took his right time. He was ready to strike when he had to. Yeah. Is this, does Sydney like, he doesn't convince him. He just makes him believe. Right? Yeah. Like he's like, yeah, you find out later that's a power Sydney has. Yeah. He's like, listen here, it's going to be fine. Yeah. And he's like, I'll take care of Guildenstern. Don't worry about the blades. I also thought it was super interesting that uh, throughout the whole game, as like an observer, you get the feeling that Sydney's well, Sydney's the bad guy, but he's not really in charge of mu- like he's barely ahead of the Duke and his men. You know, yeah, like he's looking well, the for the thing, but men, yeah. the yeah, Cardinal, yeah. sorry, and then they're just keep. He's like barely holding on and hardened like so many times. He's like we gotta get out of here, we gotta get out. Of here. He's like it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't. I it's not like a Bond villain that has like that smug sense of I'm the crazy bad guy and I'm in charge and I know what's best. No, yeah. He just looks like, look, trust me, shit's gonna be okay. We're gonna do this. <laughs> yeah. And then it cuts to a scene of uh, Guildenstern inspecting parts of the town and talking to Samantha. Samantha, that's her name. And saying that the Cardinals stop Mule and Camp and save these Grimmers from falling into the wrong hands because the Grimmers in the game actually give you magical spells. Oh. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about finding the Grand Yeah, Grimoire. the Grand Grimoire that has all the power, and that's what Sid's looking for. It's the ultimate codex of everything. Yes. And then Sidney shows up here on the other side of like an iron gate and talks a little bit to uh, Guildenstern. And I, I don't exactly remember what he said, but I just wrote down, your church is a farce, is what Sidney said. Mm-hmm. That, <laughs> so true. If I had a nickel. <laughs> all right. So cut back to Ashley, and he's fighting through some underground things and beats a giant crab. Giant crab. There it is. There it is. Yep. Giant crab enemy. Always giant crabs. (laughs) And uh, he comes out of the underground, and he ends up in this forest-like area with snow flies, they call them. Then he gets to see through Samantha's eyes as Guildenstern is talking to... Nisa. Nisa. Commander Nisa. Who is just, I guess, an elite... Of the Cardinals forces, maybe yeah, she's just some type of higher up. Yeah, maybe yeah. a mercenary because they talk about hiring mercenaries or something. But no, she definitely a... had the crest. Oh, okay. I assume she was one of the. 
Her and who's who's the other guy? Tiga or something like that? Yeah, Tiger and Grissom. Tiger, Grissom, and Nisa are kind of like a group. It cuts to a scene of after Ashley walks out into the Snowflower Forest, the another man, a fellow risk breaker, walks up out of the thing. Oh first shit! Time, first time you get to meet Rosencrantz. Rosencrantz with your leather cross chest. Yeah. <laughs> and he tells that he was sent by the VKP to help Ashley riot. Mm-hmm. He's like, you don't know anything that's going on. You're a fool. And then he starts explaining that they knew this place was full of undead and that Leomond is a wellspring for magic. Yep. And they just didn't tell Ashley for some reason. Yeah, and Ashley is not buying it. No. <laughs> and that this is an old city of, I guess they call it Keldean. I don't know exactly what they are. But it's it was ruled by a sorceress named Camp, which is what Sydney gets his group's name from. So the Camp are just, they're kind of like witches? Yes. Sort oh, of. Oh, okay. Okay. That and they're kind sense. of descendants of these first people who made the city. Yeah, okay. That's why they can do all this magic yeah. and shit. And then, for some reason, Ashley is offended by all this and threatens Rosencrantz. <laughs> like, Get me evidence, which I guess is a good, good route to take. <laughs> it's like, look at my suit. Where am I going to keep it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice asshole chaps. <laughs> <laughs> so then Ashley walks away with his ass hanging out, <laughs> and That's, there's a. Doesn't he tell him like follow the snowflies? Yeah, and you're fine. The, the That's like where it. the darkness is, or yeah. yeah. Well, yep. at, at this part, it's kind of like a, a lost forest where if you it repeats if you go the wrong way and oh, okay. oh that makes more sense he just says follow the flies and it's kind of hard to follow in the game but and then as soon as you walk away Rosen Grissom walks up the steps and Rosencrantz and Grissom start having a conversation yeah but something off with Sydney. he's like eh I guess so <laughs> yeah yeah he's a little weird what yeah it, this place is increasing his dark powers so who knows what will happen so, yeah, it, so Grissom and Rosencrantz are in cahoots, right? Rosencrantz is in cahoots with everybody. Yeah, that's what I thought. He's like, a, I'll, I'll take both sides. Yeah, just to play it out, whoever wins, wins, and on, mm-hmm. on the winning side. Yeah, he's the Mac of the group. <laughs> there we go. So, but what was his goal? Rosencrantz is his goal. I don't know if we know yet. Do okay. we ever find out? I guess we will. We might have, and I missed it. I mean, I fucking yeah, missed the fact that what's-her-name was in the whole shit. story. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ashley's going through the forest, and the first snowflies take you to a giant dragon. Boom. Not so a wyvern. <laughs> no, no, it's a dragon this time. And then, as soon as you beat that, the snowflies change, because the evil's somewhere else. Oh. And uh, cuts to a scene, as you go through the forest, then it cuts to a scene of uh, Sydney and Grissom talking. And they're having a battle, and Grissom like summons up some kind of magic, some type of suit armor. Yeah, and Sydney's like, "You're a joke," and kills him. <laughs> like you're not powerful enough. But then, of course, as is this game's want, Grissom stands up. He's like, "You're wrong," and then he summons a giant suit of armor. Oh, yes. It's a, it's kind of like a Dullahan. I think that's what they're called in the game. But the, uh-huh. the, spe- the headless spirits of Celtic mythology, I believe. Oh yes, yes, of course. Yeah, we all knew that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so in this battle, then you have to fight him. It's you and Sydney against Dolahan and Grissom. Oh, so you're on Sydney's side, yes, huh? Because he's attacking both of you. Okay. And then after this, Ashley 
Sid says to Ashley, if you want the truth, just ask the dead. The earthquakes are intentional, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, then he explains that his power is that he, he doesn't know the past. He can just see people's visions of the past. That's how he knows what people are doing. So he oh. gives Ashley a vision of what actually happened to the family. Ooh. And <laughs> it cuts back to the family eating the picnic the, and uh, under the tree and then them getting killed viciously by him, by some soldiers. And it turns out the soldier was Ashley. Oh, no. He killed his own quote-unquote wife. <laughs> Actually, they were just innocent people. He was trying to kill somebody else. And he yeah, but he thought them. it was his yeah. wife and kid, right? Here's where I got very confused about this. Because in the first flashback, whatever sequence, he was hanging out there with his wife and kid. They were all good. Then apparently one of them, his wife and kid, died. And now in this one, he was just there. It's like, you killed these people. It's like, well, they fucking saw some shit they shouldn't have. They weren't supposed <laughs> to be here. They had to die, obviously. Duh. Yeah. So it's like, the, it's, the same, it's obviously the same place, the same tree. Yeah, yeah, it's all the same memory. Well, but. Sydney explains that the VKP who run the risk breakers, who were running the thing, um, made him forget, I guess, with some sort of magic or something. And they used that vengeance they, to make yeah, him an assassin. He killed the wrong people and he used that because he felt bad about it. They used that to turn him into one of these risk breakers. Yeah. And then he's been manipulated the whole time. Yeah, says the guy who can manipulate your own memories. <laughs> right. <laughs> He says that's why he's been slowly remembering these skills. Because in the game, you also have skills. You have skills in magic. And yeah. you, as you go up levels, you get more skills. And he says that's why you're remembering them, because they're coming back to you because you're here. He's like, just keep following me, and you'll figure this all out. Uh, then it cuts to a cutscene of Guildenstern and Samantha looking at all the glyphs. The whole city's got these yeah, glyphs They're everywhere. covered everywhere. They're it's a circle of magic. <laughs> he explains that the city is a circle of magic, yes. And the center is the Great Cathedral, which is where everybody is heading. Sydney, it's the only place to go. Sydney and Muellenkamp, they are, and Ashley's heading there. And that uh, the Grand Grimoire is actually the entire town. Oh, fuck. <laughs> what? Yeah, The Grand true. Grimoire was inside all of us. <laughs> the, the whole, whole time. time. Yes. Got it. Mark that on your bingo board. Yeah. <laughs> and assless chaps. That's in one of the corners. <laughs> this whole scene is like weird because Ashley's kind of around the corner listening to Rosencrantz and Gillenstern and Sam talk. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't even have to be because he can yeah. astral project and shit. Well, yeah, he's, he's seeing through Sam's eyes even though he's like five feet away. And Rosencrantz and Gillenstern have a fight because they're yelling at each other. Mm -hmm. And then they see, they finally find out where Ashley is because... Samantha figures out that he's around. Yeah, yeah, she has powers too, I assume. Uh, maybe because she's like, I feel him. I or thought maybe she just because he was, she was seeing, he, he was, was using her, her eyes. eyes. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Okay. But uh, then Gillenstern says, "Rosencrantz, take kill of him. Take kill of him. Take kill of him. Take care of him. Kill him." So then you fight Rosencrantz. Uh huh. Which makes him not seem like your friend from fucking ten minutes ago, but no, whatever. But but he tells you about stuff. Yeah, he's, he tells you that he was also in the group that killed those innocent people. <laughs> he killed the kid. Yeah. yeah. Stabbed him right through the back. Yeah. Oh, what a tough guy. Well, I think they were supposed to kill another wife and kid, but they ended up killing the wrong ones. Uh, well, he just, this is where he's like, yeah. but they saw, they saw what we did, so we had to kill him. We had to get rid of all Yeah, the Yeah, we had to get rid witnesses. of everybody. Because the risk breakers were just like, I don't know. Assassins. Hatchet men, yeah. yeah. And uh, 
that they were part of it. And Ashley and Rosencrantz both felt bad and wanted to repent. But so to do that, they tried to leave. But Ashley got caught and brainwashed. Oh, I have something about get back at the rich. <laughs> but he also explains that Sydney has the key to the power of this place. So you got to kind of hurry up. Yeah. And now the game starts to get in like overdrive as everybody approaches the Grand Cathedral at okay. the same time. Well, you get in there by yourself and you have to fight all kinds of bosses all the way up. It's like a huge boss. Yeah, rush. but nobody else. Everyone's already there. Yeah. Like, hey, we didn't even have to see. We didn't see those bosses. After you beat a couple of bosses, you do your clairvoyance thing again. And you have a vision of Merlot's and the Duke's son. And I believe it's Hardin telling Merlot's and the son this. Yes. And he says that the Duke is trying to destroy the city so he can get absolution for all his sins. If he destroys all this darkness that he hopes that he'll be forgiven and be allowed into heaven. Yeah, he doesn't want to die before the city's destroyed. Yeah. yeah, and then he wants to end the Camp bloodline, which is, at this moment, I believe you know it's just him and the Duke's kid. Yeah, that's why they took the kid. Yeah. Okay. And then you find out now that Merlos has the powers of figuring out what people are thinking, telepathy sort of. I wrote the power of heart from Captain Planet. Yeah. It's similar to that. Yeah, because doesn't fucking uh, Grissom, he's like, stop fucking doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know what I'm thinking or you know what I'm feeling. And yeah, well, it's Harden actually at this time. Yeah, yeah, okay. But uh, And then Harden tells him to stop, Harder to stop, and that Sid has lots of power, Sydney. And that he's uh, getting stronger and stronger as we approach. So it cuts back to Ashley, and you go through a bunch of bosses again. <laughs> this way you fight the head bird. Yep, a cockatrice <laughs> as it is in the game. But it's just a big head with a bird head. Yeah. Oh, it's so fucking weird. Hey, PS1 graphics. I know, but it looks yeah. so cool. <laughs> and uh, as you're trying to exit this place that you're in, you run into Tigger and Nisa, mm-hmm. arguing with an undead Grissom. And... <laughs> So you fight Tiger and Nyssa, and you beat them, and they run away, and then you see Grissom as he's been filled with darkness. Right. And he starts to hear voices like, kill everybody. Just do oh, yeah, I assume good. he's slowly turning into a zombie or something. Exactly. I just had in my notes here, I guess everyone is magic now. <laughs> <laughs> well, he died, so he doesn't get an incomplete death. Of course. Oh. Uh, yeah, he was killed by Ashley and Sid in the fight. That's true. We see him later, though, I think, too. Yeah, yeah he's still undead, but... Cut to a more couple of Ashley boss fights again, blah, blah, blah. Everyone's at the cathedral at this point. Yep. Yep. Cuts to Merlot and Harden again. Merlot's and Harden. And she is digging into Harden's memories, I guess, and finds out that he was part of a group that needed money and took the weapon. They were in the army, I guess, and they sold weapons to people. And to avoid prison, he snitched on a bunch of people. <laughs> and, oh, he 69'd it. Yeah. yeah I was just going to say it. You got me. <laughs> and as you know, snitches get stitches. Yeah, he does. And since and they also lied to him. So not only did the people he was in cahoots with get arrested, he also got arrested. <laughs> That's what he get, you snitch. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and he's all upset because he escaped prison and all of his co-conspirators, I guess, are dead from whatever. And then he's like, Merlot, stop. And he goes to hit Merlot's, and then he gets shot in the back. And he kind of just drops. And it is Gildenstern? This is where I started mixing up Gildenstern and Rosencrantz. 
Yeah. Definitely Gildenstern. Yes, Gilden tries to get yeah. Harden, tries to get info out of him or something. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it cuts to Ashley through a public flash voice, and it cuts back to this. Yeah. And he's like, he wants to know where Sydney is. It's like, what's all this blood shit, blood yeah. sin shit I'm hearing about? Yeah. Something about a key? Yeah. <laughs> where, where's this key that he's looking for? What's he doing? The Cardinal's badass. We'll get you all. Trust us. Better tell us. Yeah. And amazingly, this might be the first video game ever where torture doesn't really work. No. Ooh. He's like, I ain't telling you shit, son. And then, I guess as Harden is slowly bleeding out, Gildenstern tricks him by making himself look like Sydney, making Gildenstern look like Sydney. And he asks about the key. And uh, Harden lets slip that. The key is called the blood sin. And this makes Gildenstern realize that the key is actually the tattoo on Sydney's back. Yeah, because somehow he he knew bum, about bum, something bum. in the past about the tattoo being a blood yeah. sin. Part of uh, the Mullen camp, when they were convicted as witches, they would get the tattoo. Mm-hmm. So people would but know who they are. He's like, oh, they called it the blood sin. That's right. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, thanks for telling me. Then it cuts to a scene. All right. Is this Sydney and Rosencrantz? Yep. Rosen okay. and Sydney fight. I, I have all of these mixed up. But uh, Rosencrantz asks why Ashley Riot is, why he's trying to get Ashley Riot. And Sydney explains that he thinks Ashley would use the darkness for good. He thinks that Ashley will take the powers he's getting and be a force for good after they eliminate all the Camp bloodline. Yeah. He wants to give all the power to Ashley. Yeah. Yeah. This then, part got confusing as hell. Well, he's the power has to go somewhere. So he wants to after uh, it leaves the Mulenkamp bloodline, he wants to give it to Ashley. Okay, I get it. And uh, not confusing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> then Rosencrantz and Sid have a a face off, and Rosencrantz is like, "Ha, I'm immune to your powers." And Sidney's like, "You haven't seen all my powers yet." <laughs> yeah. Boom, dead. And then it kind of like cuts to a scene of Ashley Riot walking into the room. Of that Rosencrantz and Sydney are in. And Rosencrantz hits Sydney. I mean, Ashley, and kind of knocks him out a little bit as he's waxing poetic towards Sydney. He's like, name me your successor. Nobody else is good enough. Look at him. He's unconscious on the floor. Yeah. And then Rosencrantz and Sid having more fights. And Sydney's like, I'm way too powerful for you. And then he's like, watch this. And then he makes a statue come alive behind Rosencrantz and kill him. That was so cool. So badass. Dude. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty like, great. I was not a fan of Rosencrantz. Mostly because I didn't know what he was doing. No, he was too... I think he was trying to get. He was trying to take Ashley's place. Do you see the, the symbolism here that the three-faced statue killed him? Mm. <laughs> no, I did not. Good eye. Good eye, chomp slap. Thank you. But uh, after it kills Rosencrantz, Sydney kind of disappears and Ashley's left to fight them. So you fight that monster. You fight several other bosses along this way. Now the real fucking end game comes because you're yeah, fighting yeah. bosses all the time, almost every battle. And at this point, you're just like, "Look, I don't even give a fuck. I'm just trying to save Merlos." Right? Yeah, it's kind of annoying because you have to like backtrack a couple of times in this castle. Like you go beat a boss here, and it opens up a path somewhere else, and you have to go back to that place and uh, fight a boss. And little Metroidvania. Yeah, I was oh, just gonna oh. say, does that make it a Metroidvania? Does it? <laughs> So next, as you're fighting these bosses, it cuts to a scene of Sydney getting to the place where Gillenstern, Harden, and Merlot's are, where all of that was taking place. Where and uh, Gildenstern and Sid kind of start having a conversation. 
And Guildenstern talks about basically what he wants to do, and it makes him seem like he just wants to be a dictator's tyrant. Like, I'm going to tell all these losers who don't make money what to do. They need the direction. Shit. And now you also find out a big spoiler. Oh, my God. That uh, Sidney is the Duke's son. Yeah, they don't even, like, go over. He just says it, like, yeah, in passing. Like, yeah, he's like, oh, you're the Duke. Yeah. <laughs> says can, it in passing. Yeah, like, pretty did, much. Yeah, he, like, it was supposed to be a big reveal, but they both knew it, so it was kind of not a big deal yeah. for them. So then Guildenstern kind of stabs Sidney, and it cuts away because you... He knows that Sydney has the key. Yeah, but Sydney's like, oh, I'm going to warp you guys to safety quick. Yeah. So then it's kind of like Ashley's walking into, I just wrote down a ritual room because there's a lot of candles. Yeah, and that's the blood symbol on the ground. Yeah, barrel. and uh, Sydney's there with his tattoo ripped off his back, which is a little, I don't know, hostily. Oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah, he's bleeding all over the floor. <laughs> I thought that was because he was stabbed. No, it's because he cut the tattoo off of him. Oh, and he just slaps it on his own back. Yeah. Oh, that's why he's just. Happened. That's why he's wearing it when you see him later. Yeah, I thought that was like magic. Like you killed him. So <laughs> that's you what I thought tattoo. too. Like someone had to have the back tat, right? Yeah. And, he, yeah. and he killed Sid and took. Oh, that was that's gross. <laughs> that's pretty neat. But uh, Sidney explains to Ashley that he saved Harden and Merlots and sent them away with his magic, and that that you have to stop Gillenstern. He's on the rooftop. And you're like, all right, Sydney, I will. And so you climb your way up to the rooftop, and it's Guildenstern wearing the flesh of the person downstairs. Gross. I didn't get that at all. No, me neither. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's neat. And uh, he kind of, Samantha's there, and he's like, sorry, I need to sacrifice somebody. And stabs her right in the face. <laughs> stabs oh, yeah. her, throws her off. Yeah. See ya, bitch. I need a soul. Yeah, I love you too. <laughs> so that that must be where Marvel stole the Thanos thing when he threw. Probably, yeah. I'm yeah. De- definitely, definitely. <laughs> and so Gildenstern's all like super powered. He gets started like uh, the classic struck by lightning power surge. Yeah, yep. that's pretty badass. Standard stuff, yeah. And uh, Ashley Wright and Gildenstern face off in the final boss battle. Boom. Oh shit! What Do happens? Do you beat him? Do you win? Well, you beat his first form, and as JRPGs yeah, are out to do. He's got a couple other forms. No. But you eventually beat him. Is one of the forms that I saw a dark version of Riot? Like uh, a clone of himself that he had to fight? I don't remember that, but you could be correct. It might have been after this was all done. Because somebody speaks with him, and then we go back to the field? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah, because it's kind of like a vision. I, guess I didn't know if he like actually fought him or if he like saw himself outside himself or what the deal was. I don't think you actually fight him. but Okay. They, yeah, the family eventually tells you to go back, and then you beat Gildenstern. Yeah, when you're back at the field, that's the darkness trying to take you over, right? Could be. Because they're like, yeah, come on, just fucking accept it. And then you're like, <laughs> fuck, no way, bro. <laughs> and then you have to go fight the big angel dude. I thought it was kind of Gildenstern manipulating you. but uh, Yeah, but I thought it was like... It could be both. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I guess Gildenstern still had the darkness. Okay, so... The scenes in the field when he sees his wife and kid and they're all having a great time, that never happened. Is that them showing Riot that if the darkness takes over, we'll put you in this great place? Like, you can be with your family again and it'll all be That's real. That's what I thought it was. I thought it was like, 
You can believe whatever you want if you just succumb to the darkness. I thought it was Gildenstern doing that to him, but it could be the darkness. Well, I guess Gildenstern, you're probably right. Gildenstern was like the epitome, the yeah. embodiment of darkness at this point. Like, if you do this, you'll have enough power to win. Yeah. So then you win. Yeah, and then you kick his ass anyway. And then yep. end scenes. One is Hardin and the Duke's son and Merlot's escaping from... Leomond as it collapses. Yeah. And this yeah, is... Like are you running the through, tunnels? Yeah. You're running through tunnels? Yeah. Well, th- there's this, this is all. You're done with the game, basically. But you, you're you trying to carry Sydney out. Okay. And uh, Tiger and Nisa and Grissom are there. And Tiger tells Nisa that you have to escape and tell people what happened here. And he'll hold Grissom off. So Tiger kind of sacrifices himself to kill Grissom. Sack move. Sack move. Sack move. Who knows? You never know. You don't know if either of them actually die. You don't see it. But yeah, they might have been undead at that point yeah. already. So sack and move. <laughs> you see, like all the enemies start disappearing as the power of Leomond is actually going away, and then Hardin dies. Life goes on. Happiness. Then it cuts to a scene like one week later. One week in, later. Back in the Duke's. Yeah. Bed chambers. Yeah, and you see Ashley Riot walk into the Duke's bed chamber. And uh, the Duke's like, hey, did you do it? And he's like, yep, it's all done. It's all good. And then it kind of like flashes back, and it's actually Sydney pretending to be Ashley Riot. And the Duke's like, good. So he stabs Sydney. What? And then Sydney dies. And, and then he turns then, to dust. And then the Duke dies, I guess, of old age. Mysterious circumstances. Yeah. They don't tell you. Well, here's where I'm confused. Because I thought when he first walked into the room, it was Ash, it was Riot. Yeah. yeah. It was Sydney disguised as Riot. I thought it was Riot disguised as Sydney. That's what I thought it was Riot disguised as Sydney to give the the Duke some closure. Because Riot's then outside disguised as Cal. Yeah, no, it's definitely Sydney because the Duke kills him and then Duke dies and leaves all the powers to Ashley. Riot. Yeah, and then Riot's... Then he's outside. It's just a different scene, I think. And I think Ashley was just there while Sid went inside. I didn't with, get that at all. I mean, no, I could be wrong. I could totally. I, th- I be wrong. thought it was Riot pretending to be Sydney, and then they'll show they show you him turning into Merlos later. Well, they both can do. Yeah, it. like one of his powers, or maybe that he can change well, into yeah. people. Yeah, I don't know. He tried to save. Well, well I mean, maybe he did save to her. get Ashley to get his powers. The Duke and Sid had to die. So, nah. well, yeah, I guess Sid does die. Yeah, you don't ever see him die before then, but no, but he does get stabbed and die. So I guess I don't think. Uh, what's his name? Grissom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Grissom no, was it, there. The Duke kills Sydney, and then Duke dies, and then Ashley inherits the Mulekamp powers. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. But why did he pretend to be Ashley when he walked in? Because everybody in the Duke's manor is... Was expecting Ashley. And also, Sydney's an enemy, as far as I know. All right. Fair. Well, what, why doesn't the Duke tell him? <laughs> it's like, that's my kid, yo. And it was all a plan from the Duke to try and give the power to Ashley, right? Yeah. And thus began the, the story, story of, the, of the Vagrant. Yes, the Vagrant story. Then oh. you can do New Game Plus. Is there a second no. Vagrant story too? No. That's so dumb! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from what I saw, people, uh, they like this game. They're fans. It is a very good game. It's a pretty neat story. It's different. 
Huh. But yeah. So what was it, what were you going to say, Papa Scotch? You said you were going to wait till the I, end. No, I was mostly confused about the ending itself. Because at the end, Ashley Riot was outside and the guy comes up and is like, Hey, what are you doing here? And it's like, I'm Callow. I'm part of the uh, KVM. Why don't you go ahead and fuck off there, buddy? Yeah. Oh, oh, right, right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But then, he, then that switches to Ashley Riot. Well, so, everybody thinks Ashley killed the Duke, so everybody's kind of looking for Ashley Riot. So he pretends to be Callow, so they don't. Oh, because Sydney went in yeah. dressed as Ashley, yeah. and then the Duke died, and then they couldn't find anybody there. Yeah. Oh. Uh, huh. But the whole thing was a plan to give Ashley the powers. But they can just control anyone's brains and make them think whatever they want anyway. Some of them, yeah. They can't actually turn into those people. They just make people. Think that there's somebody, that, yeah. yeah. Huh. Yeah. Story of political intrigue and magic. Story as old as time. Yeah, apparently. As old as the PlayStation 1, at least. <laughs> at least. <laughs> That's it. That's the game. We got through it. We did it. Good job, Dr. Scientist. Yes. Thank so you. Uh, let's, let's go ahead and let's pop into uh, our final thoughts here. All right, let us. Uh, how about you? Uh, I think I went first last time. I think so. Yeah, I'm, I'm due for a first time. Yeah, tell us. Uh, I think we have questions for you. Uh, would, would you, you play, play it? it? Yep, that's one of them. What was the second one though? What did you score it? Yeah, that sounds. It, about did the right. story work for you? We should probably switch those last two because we always do it in that order. It's too late. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> it's way too late. Yeah. That's <laughs> who we are now. Uh, would I play it? I'd play a remake of it. I mean. PlayStation 1, I'm sure... I didn't watch any gameplay, but I'm sure the graphics were subpar. If, to my sophisticated taste. <laughs> no, of course. You mean it now, not at that yeah, time. Yeah, not at the time. At the time, I mean... The videos looked beautiful. I thought it was PlayStation 2 the whole time I was watching yeah, it. This is a pre-9-11 game. I know. Yep. This, this is the end of PlayStation? Probably. Like PlayStation right, 2 came out soon after. Yeah. Makes sense. They usually make their best games at the end of the life cycle. But, yeah, I'd play it if it was remade. Word up to Squaresoft, I guess. Or it was just Square, Square Enix now. Yeah. Uh, did the story work for me? Uh, yes. It was a little confusing for me having to read everything. <laughs> <laughs> Not a big reader. <laughs> There wasn't much voice acting going on. Yeah. Yeah. That would have taken up too much space. Then they couldn't have the beautiful graphics. Yeah. It's a trade-off, you know? Yeah. I mean, the story worked. It was neat. Not anything I've ever seen before, really. It's like, oh, we have this darkness in our family. Let's get rid of it before I die so I can go to heaven. Or just so I can die. Yeah, he's trying to repent. He didn't want to be. Was he immortal at the time? And he didn't want to be anymore. He's like, I just want to die. It could be immortal. I don't know. I know yeah. Sydney was. Yeah, there was talk about immortality, and then Sydney died at the end anyway. A little confusing, but neat story. Maybe there's more in it. And if you play it, I don't know. Have to ask scientists when it's his turn. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. But yeah, I'd play it. Story's neat, and that makes for a decent score. I'll give it an 11. Okay, I think that's fair. It's very reasonable. Yeah, I mean, the whole JRPG thing, I don't know about that, but, you know. Yeah, so, Papa Scotch, why don't you tell us, answer those same questions? Yeah, let's see. I don't remember what they are. Would 
You play it? Mm, oh, okay. What what did you score it? Mm-hmm. Did the story work for you? Well, thanks for asking. Um would I play it? No, just because it's a PS1 era game and I'm not a fan of of turn-based combat or like the Parasite Eve style combat that weird green orb that pops up and your weapon has to be in that thing to hit them. It's uh it's just not my cup of tea. So the game looked great and it looks like it played pretty well. So you know, it's just not for me. Uh did the story work for me? I think it did. I mean, I like the idea of these two opposing factions being, I guess, the government and the church and there's something out there they both want, so they both send their people to go get it, and it turns out to be a much bigger thing than they originally thought. So that was pretty good. I mean, that was good. I liked it. Uh, the, the only thing... I, I got so confused. You didn't even know Merlot's was alive the whole time. <laughs> no, I had no idea. I thought that Callow was a completely different character. I thought that was Sydney's like girlfriend or wife or special lady friend. I didn't know that was her. I thought she disappeared when Sid saw her on the stairwell, and we didn't see her again until the very, very end. Yeah, because he does. He only calls her Merlos the whole time, yeah. and then like once or twice he's Kahlo or whatever. Yeah, so I got very confused about that, and then Samantha was pretty straight, and that was pretty clear because it was just her talking to uh, Rosencrantz. No, Guildenstern. Guildenstern. Yeah. But I also, for a long time, got Guildenstern mixed up with Grissom, the bowl cut guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. That I think that's something I don't want to take too many points off for that because it's probably something that would have been a lot clearer if I played the game. So or paid attention at all or paid attention. Yeah, I guess Mi- not missed key fucking plot points. <laughs> that would have been great. I liked the uh, subtitle style. I think that that art style of making it like almost like a comic book. The print that popped up, like the thought bubbles. I thought that was pretty cool. That was a yeah. neat way to make subtitles a little more palatable for our. Dummy Westerners over here. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the story overall, I'd say it worked for me. It was a little confusing. It, I didn't understand everyone's motivations, but that might have been also like a translation thing. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give it a 13. Oh, I, thought, I thought the story at its core was good, but the, all the things I have against it were me being stupid, so I shouldn't take too many points off it. Is it the best story that's ever been a video game? No, but... It was, it was pretty, pretty solid. damn good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I agree with you 100% on that. What we really need to know is what Dr. Scientist thinks about all this. Yeah. Let's check it out. So, Dr. Scientist. What? Yes. Would you play it? What'd you score it? Did the story work for you? Well, I played the shit out of it when it came out. I That's played... not what I asked. I asked <laughs> I'm kidding. I played it again when it was released for PS Vita. Oh, it was? And, well, the same version, PlayStation version. So, can I play it on a PSP? No. Damn it. <laughs> And I would probably play it again because it was a great game. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Hmm. Well, oh, wow. This is also the, this is, I mean, just a note. This is the first game we've ever done with a perfect Famitsu score. What? The Japanese video game magazine Famitsu. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Oh. But they, they've only given like 20 perfect scores in their history. And this was like one of them. Hmm. No That's kidding. An interesting fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Other ones include like Ocarina of Time and Grand Theft Auto Five, Elder Scrolls Five. Huh, all right, fair enough. I believe it was one of them. But uh, did the story work for me? I like the story. I like JRPG stories and other things. It was very—I don't want to say modern JRPG, but it seems like not fairy tale fantasy. 
it was more. What are you talking about? It was straight fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not like Final Fantasy times little towns and. Oh yeah, okay. It was more of a. It was dark. Middle medieval type, I guess. I I like the characters. I, one of my favorite games of all time. I'm not gonna say much else about it. The game's great. I gave it eighteen. 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 Holy wow. jeebus. This might be the highest score for a long time. It's got to be. I mean, I mean I, it's so high, I don't even know what the math is on it. <laughs> yeah, what did you, 11, 13, 18? Was yeah, that it? Yeah. 29. 42? Damn. <laughs> it's still only like 50%. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that uh, that beats Kingdom Hearts, uh, which had a 40 this year that we did, but the top one so far was Prey with 50. We did Prey this year? Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, way the fuck back in like March. Well, it definitely is better than Kingdom Hearts and not as good as Prey. So I'll tell that. I'm telling you one thing: if it wasn't all reading and <laughs> I, well, actually, voice acting could have killed it, but it could have made it better for me. Hmm. We'll was, never know. It was game twenty <laughs> made twenty years ago. Anyway, so what's next? I think we're gonna have to go and just hop on over to our favorite segment of every week, which is. Scientist Tom Hanks film content, whatever. La Halloween. Tom Hanks <laughs> in something. <laughs> Every week, we ask Dr. Scientist for a 100% guaranteed pick for a piece of Tom Hanks content, and he always manages to make it somewhat relevant to the game we talked about. So, this week, Dr. Scientist, what do you got for us? Uh, much like Sydney trying to save his brother from the darkness, we're going to go with the movie Radio Flyer. He was in Radio Flyer? He has an uncredited role in it, yes. Shut the... Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> he plays the grown-up version of the kid. For how long? Like 15 minutes? I don't like, know. He's in the like, movie. I'm going to have to watch it now. I think and this I don't is even slightly to. better than the museum exhibit you pitched us a while back. <laughs> but not yeah. much. What? Because an uncredited role isn't good enough for you? No, it's not a Tom Hanks movie. He has an uncredited role. I didn't even fucking realize he was in the movie. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I saw it like twice, too. But you know what? I'm, I'm not going to sit here and bitch about it. That's no, You just did. <laughs> I'm right. glad I learned something about Tom Hanks today. Yes. <laughs> he does do uncredited roles sometimes. Huh. All right. <laughs> well, let's go ahead. That was movie again was Radio Flyer, because I guess Tom Hanks is in it for 30 fucking seconds. <laughs> you don't know how long he's in it. I guess. I said I guess. I don't know. That's what you implied. That's what I inferred. Yeah, I'm kind of annoyed with that answer, too. <laughs> yeah. It was the closest not, thing I could find in the story. Anyway. I didn't want to use it. Let's go ahead and let's pray that uh, Chompslap can save us in our favorite segment of every week, which is Chompslap's Fuck, Mary Kill. Chompslap. I do. <laughs> every week. Christ. Dr. Scientist <laughs> and I pick three characters from the game we just talked about and jump, la- jump slap, has to decide which one he's going to marry, which one he's going to screw, and which one he's going to murder. This week, it, it's uh, my turn to pick two characters. Go ahead. Oh, thank goodness. Okay, so we're going to go with Kalo because she was so rememberable and definitely. <laughs> rememberable. 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 You heard that. Uh, we're gonna go with uh, uh, fuck it. We'll go Rosencrantz, <laughs> Rosencrantz and Kello. What do you got, Doctor Scientist? Well, we gotta go with the assless chaps of Ashley Riot. Ooh, some main characters this time. So you, we got yeah. assless chaps man, aka Ashley Riot, aka 
the man. Then we got <laughs> good one. I got nothing. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to stall so Chumpslap can think about this for a couple seconds. And uh, Rosencrantz, the former risk breaker. All right, I just want to say Trent Cross. When I was watching this video, I didn't notice the assless chaps, but I did notice Rosencrantz had a nice ass, <laughs> and I did notice that Merlos had a nice ass. So. Am I blind to assless chaps? Maybe. <laughs> They're just so common in your world, you don't yeah. even register that you're seeing them. That's not them the anymore. question, yes. But, yeah, well, I, don't like, them. I don't like Rosencrantz. I don't like Ashley. Going to have to, ah. Do I marry Merlos and deal with her knowing exactly what I'm feeling all the time? <laughs> <laughs> Do I don't know. Hey. Or do oh, I... this one's making him think, I think. Well, Rosencrantz and Ashley can both manipulate my... Can Rosencrantz manipulate? Uh, he could probably do something, yeah. He yeah. has some kind of weird powers. Yeah. All well, of I these guess people gonna... have powers. Like, there's... I guess I'll marry Merlos. And just every time she's around, just try to remember happy thoughts about her. <laughs> <laughs> Win, key to winning a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Merlos. Uh, I'm going to have to have sex with Rosencrantz. And kill Ashley. Yeah. Interesting choices. Well, Ashley can't be killed, apparently. He's immortal now. But you get to kill him just like you could at that exactly. one. Exactly. There we go. I can kill an immortal. And I might even take his powers. If, oh, I, shit. if Highlander is anything. And I'm, yeah, we know that's true. I'm pretty sure it's true. So, yeah, Rosencrantz, he had a nice tight butt. <laughs> <laughs> Ow! <laughs> All right, so what was, let's recap this. You're going to sleep with Rosencrantz. Mm-hmm. You're going to marry Callow. No, he's going to fuck Rosencrantz. Yeah. Is that what I said? That's no, not what I said. You said sleep Sorry. There's no sleeping yeah. when Rosencrantz is involved. All right, fine. And then after that, you're going to kill Ashley. Yeah, I guess. I'm going to kill him for those sweet Ashless chaps that everyone's talking I thought you would marry him for the sweet Ashless chaps. But... I didn't notice them. <laughs> well, let's say, you know, our fans out there, they have a bunch of great pictures of themselves in Ashless chaps, and they want to do attach them to emails and send them to you. Where would they send that email to their uh, chump slap? Chump slap at PT. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't exist i know but. i know i know that's why i said it i don't want to send it to your real who knows who cares <laughs> for all 10 people that listen to this send it to plottytime at gmail.com and i will read look at whatever the fuck you guys want just make me open an email for once i mean Perfect. again 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 yeah. <laughs> keep doing it what matters is it wasn't desperate so then dr <laughs> scientist Let's say they wanted to get to us on the socials. How would they do that? At Plotty Time on Instagram and Twitter. Perfect. Oh, and if you want to uh, watch our logo not move <laughs> <laughs> while you hear the podcast, you can head on over to our YouTube channel. Like and subscribe there. That really helps us out. So get over there. Subscribe, at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have to watch anything. Just subscribe. subscribe. Great. Just don't watch stuff and turn it off in, after six seconds. Because... <laughs> We know. we know. I know you're doing it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, well, that does it for us. So get out there, play some games. Don't trust Dr. Scientist, and we'll talk to you later. <laughs> Peace. Peace.